and welcome to Over a Third, the Edge of the Crowd's Netball podcast. I'm your host tonight, Dan, uh, stepping in for Sarah, and tonight I'm joined by Ellie, as always, and we've got Ariana back. So how are you two? I'm doing good, thanks. Great to be back, and finally some more live netty on our screens, and um, first experience with it since the quad series on Fox, so I'm really looking forward to see what they can do. And Ariana, how are you? Netball-wise, I'm pretty excited for the show to start getting on the road. And on a more personal note, I want this week to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and we are, of course, going to spend most of our time tonight or, or on this episode talking about team girls. But we might start first with Ellie. You had a bit of an excursion today. Um, so how was it and what did you learn? Yeah, so I um, made my way down to Crown here in Melbourne to attend the launch for Fox Netball. Um, and it was really good. They seem really passionate about getting the netball back. And um, it's, it's going to be a great, um, I think it's a four-year camp campaign with Fox for the time being. But what I'm most excited about is they're going to have, um, finally, we're getting to two netball shows so we're getting one on the Thursday night previewing the round and we're getting one on Sunday night um, to close up the round and we're getting more time for analysis post-game and pre-game and we are also the likes of Bianca Chatfield, Caitlin Thwaite, Catherine Cox, Shani Norther, Maddie Brown and Caitlin Bassett will be joining the Fox netball team. So it's a star-studded lineup and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Sunday show is going to be really interesting, wrapping up the round kind of with very quick reaction. There won't be much time to manicure those opinions. We might get some unvarnished ones, which will be really interesting. And um, there's plenty of stars. And I, I only hope that the Thursday night show is a kind of 360 style show where we we get a whole look at the world of netball in the week and not just a formulate preview um, and i hear they're going to have some some interesting people helping them out on that so um, that's going to be fun when they do get to hear some of those journals on fox sports as well definitely a very exciting time to be a netball fan i hope we get a lot more fans because of this and you'd think we would but yeah, I mean, I think the fact that it's going to be on KO means it's going to be on people's default screens and people are going to probably the first time or the second time just happen across netball. And after that, they'll get hooked and we'll have picked up some new netball fans. So that's really exciting. And, you know, hopefully over the next four years, we really get to see a, a big difference in the way that we see Super Netball um, literally, you know, on our screens. Sorry. But, of course, the big item this weekend um, and tonight is the Team Girls Cup that is ahead. Um, so we thought tonight we might have a look at it. And, Ellie, you're going to be there with me to actually watch a whole lot of it live. And, Ariana, you're our resident expert, um, which is why we've got you on here tonight. Um, so it's a, a bit of a chance for us to see the teams that are going to play and our first taste of what they're going to look like in 2022. And some of them we've seen a little bit in the pre-season and some of them we haven't but we might start just kind of in order of the pools almost so in the first pool we've got new south wales swifts the sunshine coast lightning the melbourne vixens and the queensland firebirds um, 
what do we think about the Swifts? What are we going to see from them this weekend and across Team Girls Cup? Well, obviously a lot less players and staff. Um, obviously, Bryony Acle won't be there. Um, they'll have no training partners. And although she's spotted on Instagram in Melbourne, I don't think Sam Wallace will be playing either. So it's going to be a very interesting series for the Swifts. Um, yeah, they've, they, although it's going to be tough, they still want to win every game, as Paige Hadley said during the week. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. And I can't wait to see more of the um, likes of Kelly Singleton and Tegan O'Shaughnessy sort of getting a run, um, especially Kelly Singleton with Sam Mollis out, being able to see that combination with Helen Howesby firsthand because I don't think we've gotten a chance to see that much yet because most of the Swiss practice games have been behind closed doors. Yeah, um, I'm kind of worried for them in terms of how they're going to play because there's not that many of them um, going down. So, you know, they're obviously not wanting to tire for the upcoming season. So I feel like maybe they'll sort of sit mid-tier if they had the whole team and the training partners I reckon they probably could have gone pretty well but I feel like maybe at a ranking five out of ten yeah I think there's every chance that we might see the Swifts get halfway through their first or second match and just pack it in for the weekend uh, play it I mean if things go badly that we might even get to the point where they play a single shooter and have the a wing attack or a mid-quarter in goal attack just to help feed because they are going to be really short at that end with obviously just Singleton and Housby. And um, I mean, I don't think any of us will be shocked knowing what we know about the Swiss going into this weekend and how Bryony Eccles probably got a million and one plans up her sleeve. Only problem is that she's not going to be there to implement them this weekend. And while Beck Bull is a rising coach, um, I don't see her spinning the magnets quite as much. So this is a weekend. I think the Swiss will probably pack it in early and, They'll play, but I don't think we'll see anything out of them that we're surprised by, to be honest. I think that I think this would be the one time when they need Nat Metcalf. Obviously, she can play across wing attack and goal attack. So having her would have been handy, but um, she's back in England. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bryony Akel's there on Zoom or something. They'll have like an iPad or something, and they can even make like a little robot out of it. They can put like her on the screen, and then they just get like a or something and she can sort of move around yeah i mean it's interesting if the swifts are really our first preview of what to expect this year in terms of covid so we know that at least a couple of the training partners are out with covid exposure um, including a couple of separate exposures and briny Akel also is a covid contact so this is a team that is going into not just a match but a weekend of of matches in a competition with nine or 10 players at most. And that's uh, really a lot less than the number you'd like to be taking into this week. You probably want 14 or 15 even. Um, and so it is going to pose a challenge and a bit of a warning shot to, to the whole netball world about how much damage COVID can wreak on a team. And it does make me wonder whether we're going to see some contingencies start to be put in place uh, going forward for the rest of the season. Would they still take Chelsea Pittman from the Fever for this week? <laughs> she can obviously play Shooter as well. I will be <laughs> shocked if the Fever are loaning out their training partners this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I've seen Stranger Things, but not many of them. <laughs> well, I'm sure Maddie Proud would love a run in goals if need be. I'm, and I'm sure she'll be telling us all about how she was <laughs> a natural-born shooter who she was. Yeah. But we might move on to their first up opponent and one of the other teams in their pool, which is the Sunshine Coast Lightning, who are going in with, uh, as we understand, all their players, which is a, a nice start um, and probably plenty of fire to, to give this weekend a really good crack. Right, Ariana? Yeah. I mean, we had this discussion earlier where I thought Firebirds would probably go better than the Lightning, but I would like it if the Lightning did better, although Ali wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but they're, I think they're still too new as a team and I hope that they can use this to build up their team, especially now that they sort of had three players left from last, um, last season. So it'll be good to see how they work against the other teams and hopefully get the big one this year. I, my, I think if you win the Team Girls Cup, you might not win the final. That's my Whoever wins will probably not win the final. It's the old curse. I think there's a, another sport. I think it might be AFL that have the same curse if you, when they did the round robin, if you won the um, NAB Cup, you'd never win the um, flag. So I don't think that's a jinx any Super Netball team want. I don't think they want it, but I also think every team will try and prove that the jinx doesn't really exist and they'll give it a, a red hot crack this weekend because for teams like the Lightning, you know, it is a chance to take on um, a new combination as they test their opponents and, and throw some new things. And Riley Batchelor has looked incredible so far this preseason and Katie Antahini has looked awesome so far this preseason. So I wouldn't be shocked if we did see a fair chunk of time with the new combinations and them really giving it a shot to, to see how they go under fatigue and under pressure from other teams. And I think we'll see a fair bit of that this weekend. So the Lightning are, are one to watch for me and they are actually my uh, sneaky tip for the weekend. I think that they've got enough of the established core that they're going to be seriously hard to beat. But we might move on to the other two teams in the pool. Um, and these are teams that both kind of languished down the bottom half of the ladder last year. Um, and both will have high hopes of returning to the finals this year. We might start off with the Melbourne Vixens, who are hoping to go from worst to first this year. Not Anyone a great want to bet against them? them? It wasn't a great season for them. So um, I hope I hope this year's better. I we probably won't see Kira Austin in Team Girls, but I'm very excited to see what she's going to bring to the Vixens in the future. I think they have potential to go better this year. Well, you can only go up when you're at the bottom. So, um, yeah, but I hope they do better. Yeah, I mean, you I'm I'm so looking forward to that defensive end. Um, I love the addition of Liv Lewis to the Vixens. Defensive end, obviously, I said on the show last week that we didn't really get to see her um, while she was at the Fever sort of show her full potential, but I loved having her across in goal defence and she spent some time at wing defence, so it's going to be a tough um, juggle for Simone McInnes to have the likes of Kate Eddy and then you've got, obviously, Matt, M Mannix, Joe Weston and then Liv Lewis. It's going to be maybe spinning the magnets, but um, I'm very looking forward to watching their defensive end this weekend. I think all eyes will be back on um, the Vixens midcourt with, of course, I could be the world's best player back from injury and she's shown 
for the Diamonds that Liz Watson has not lost anything from her pre-injury form. She's back with a vengeance. And I think that alone makes the Vixens a much more dangerous prospect this year. And I think we'll see a pretty big dose of Liz Watson this weekend as she works out the new combinations. Um, I think we'll see Hannah Mundy on a little bit as well to, to adjust to that and how they go with that new shooting circle. Because, of course, no Kira Austin this week, but Ronnie Samerson is in the 10. Ruby Barkmeyer, we think, will be in for Kira for the first, you know, for team goals and probably the first couple of rounds. MJ Kumwenda obviously is returning from an ACL a bit longer ago, but uh, long enough that she and Liz haven't played together for quite a while now. I mean, they did win the premiership together. Um, yeah. And MJ did do MJ things in that game. So I'm sure she'll be um, looking to get back to that, get back to that form this season. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how that circle goes because it, it did struggle last year as a, as a group. Um, I think they'll be hoping to go a little bit better this year. And I mean, of course, the... We've seen Rani Samerson and MJ together and we've seen what they can do. And I'm going to leave it at that because I've gone on a tangent for the past few weeks. Ellie's still slightly scarred from that. And part of the reason that Ellie's scarred from that is that, you know, the Firebirds were, were on the wrong end of that. And how do we think they'll go this weekend, Ellie? I'm very intrigued with the um, Firebirds. Um, um, obviously, quite a new defensive end again. Um, Kim Jenner's the only remaining Firebird defender from last season. So we've obviously got Ruby Bakewell Doran coming into the mix. To um, and again, we saw what she could do at the end of last season. So I feel like she'll slot in quite nicely. And then you've got Ebony Asuro Brown, who, um, yeah, she's an absolute superstar. So I'm looking forward to see how those combinations work and if um, Kim Jenner stays as sort of the uh, mainstay goal defence or she spends more time in goalkeeper. But I'm also intrigued in the attacking end because there was a certain, um, there's a certain former Leeds Rhino on the plane to, Mel to Melbourne today and I didn't think she was playing. Well... We do know that um, courtesy of Mitch Woodcock at the West that um, Danelle has joined the Firebirds for at least a, a short period in the hopes of winning a Super Netball contract of some kind, whether it's as a training partner or in a squad. And it looks like this weekend will be a chance for her either to prove why she wants that contract or to at least be around the team and be part of the, the chemistry. Um, which is going to be interesting and it will be interesting to see how she goes. Um, she obviously didn't get a full contract in free agency after coming back from the Rhinos, but I think she's got a point to prove about how good she can be. And, um, yeah, also during my Insta-stalking today, um, Romelda Aiken-George wasn't on the flight, so I don't know if that's a COVID close contact or she's injured, um, but I'm 99% sure she is still in Queensland. So it's going to be interesting to see if um, Danelle does get court time because um, as Mitch reported last week that she wasn't going to be playing in team girls, but as we know in COVID, things change quite quickly. So maybe we will get to see her out in the purple dress this weekend. 
if she comes out, people are going to love it. She's sort of been like the worst kept secret on social media at the moment. So I think people are just going to really enjoy seeing her there, even if she doesn't play and she's just present. I'm so looking forward to finally seeing like a full game because obviously the Super League isn't the easiest thing to watch over here in Australia. So I didn't get to see much of her at Leeds. So I'm finally looking forward to whether she does get a contract in the Super Netball 10 this year or whatnot. I'm just so looking forward to finally seeing her play. Yeah, and it's interesting. We we think of Danelle as a, a young and up-and-coming shooter, and while she's certainly on the rise, she's 28, 27, I think, now. So um, she's not a, a rookie by any stretch, and I think we can assume that she'll be able to pretty quickly adapt to Super Netball level if given her chance, and she's not going to be a an overwrought deer in the headlights um, like we have seen with with some 19 year olds um, so I think she will make a splash when she's given the shot but I'm curious to see how the firebirds are handling this across now and the rest of the season and uh, I think that that pretty much covers everything in pool we're going to call it pool a the swifts lightning vixens and firebirds pool any uh, final thoughts on on that pool? It's obviously a, a Queensland heavy pool. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to finally seeing the Firebirds live after, I think it was 2019, yes. the last time I actually saw them play, um, which was obviously not a very good season for the birdies. So I'm finally looking forward to having them down here in Victoria and finally getting to see them live. It's been a long time since we had live netball uh, being Sydney and, and Melbourne-based. It's been quite a while since there was netball here. It's sort of late uh, May for for you in Melbourne, I think, and um, yeah, early June for us in Sydney. And one of the teams that spent a lot of time on the road last year, in fact, the most out of any individual team, was the Giants. And I think they're ready for another cracking season. I think they're hoping to go ever so slightly better than last time around. Yep, 100%. And, yep, so the Giants, unfortunately, will be without Maddie Hay, as Jamie Lee Price said today. So, obviously, she comes under the health and safety protocols for COVID. So, She's still in Sydney, but that just means we get to see another Giants training partner get a run at it and see um, more of the New South Wales talent. I think we will get a heavy dose of Amy Sliger this weekend. Uh, what's going to be really interesting to me is who else they throw through wing attack because, hey, really, Anne Price and Palmy were just so consistent last year. I mean, they were three of the four most minutes in the league um, only Joe Harton had more so the Giants really didn't have a lot of movement last year through the midcourt they're going to need it this weekend with three games in or four games in three days um, so I expect that we'll see plenty of movement through the midcourt that will be really interesting to see how they go again and, and of course Hay was such a key piece last year she led the lead again center pass receives and, and assists so it will be a big loss for them this weekend yeah and maybe we can see the um another set of twins out on court obviously the hinge cliffs won't be but maybe we'll get to see the um slider sisters 
out on court together. Obviously, um, Amy's in the squad this year and Nat is a training partner for the Giants. So it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, but, yeah, they might need to keep an extra eye out on the names on the back of the dresses this weekend. I reckon they can give the Fever a bit of a run for their money. I wouldn't mind if um, it was them in the final as opposed to the Fever, either way. And they've had a not bad preseason, although they didn't go so well against the Thunderbirds the other day. But, yeah. I think that might be a bit of a sign. I mean, they, they obviously went into those Thunderbird matchups without Hay, um, and we know she's crucial to what they do. So... It'll be interesting to see whether we see a different Giants lineup this weekend. We do know that the Giants give the Fever a run for their money. I don't think anyone will be forgetting the three classics we had between those two teams last year. I think in total, they were decided by four goals across the three matches. Um, and if you aggregate it, I think it was actually only two goals. So that's pretty tough to separate these two teams. So we should get some fireworks to, to open up the season. Certainly looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it was edge of your seat stuff last week, especially that, um, yeah, especially that prelim final. Um, the comeback that the Fever put on uh, within the last, I think it was minute or so, thanks to a few Janelle Fowler super shots. Um, but, yeah, definitely going to be interested, an interesting one this season and maybe they can go one better. Maybe they can um, of course, their first up opponent, as we mentioned, are the Fever. And Ariana, it's fair to say that the Fever have a point to prove this season, don't they? Yeah, definitely. They're going to want to be. I think they're going to want to start off strong and just keep on going. Even though I did say earlier, if you don't win the team girls, you might, if you win the team girls, you might not get the the trophy at the end. But I reckon they could go, they could get both too because they're just so, they're such a force to be reckoned with. Although if COVID's a problem for them, that could make it pretty difficult. I think they've got such strong players in their team, but if one or two of them gets taken out, it's probably not so good for them. I mean, they they are, as I understand it, and I think I remember correctly, they are the only team with a, an international player on their training partner list, um, which is... A nice luxury to have someone in your back pocket as good as Chelsea Pittman, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, she's, I don't know more to say than she's just um, Chelsea Pittman. Um, but obviously she's a training partner, but if there's anyone, if there's anyone that can find their way out on court this season, it's Chelsea Pittman. So I'm very much looking forward to hopefully seeing her back at SSN level, whether that be this weekend in Team Girls or some at some point throughout the season. Of course, the Fever were, were pretty dominant as a team last year and um, without that salary cap penalty, probably make the top two, maybe even win the premiership with the double chance. So um, they're, they're not far off being able to be in a position to win the competition. So this weekend might be the first warning shot to everyone. Yeah, and I think they had the ability to get that double chance as well. But again, another cracking Giants uh, clash saw Giants take the um, take the minor premiership out, leaving the Fever without the double chance. But they've um, they've been well known, the Fever, to start from the... Um, 
start from fourth and make a grand final. So if it happens again this season, I would not be too worried. I think they will have a bit of extra sting in that first clash. Um, or the second clash of team calls, but their first matchup, which uh, Friday evening will kick off with, with a bang, I imagine. And one of the big movers over the off-season, although they only made a couple of moves, they were pretty significant ones. Um, the Magpies will take on the Thunderbirds. And the Magpies have plenty of questions about their list, but Ellie, you're pretty bullish on their chances. Yes, so I'm very superstitious. So um, my sister was lucky enough. So in 2020, she did a um, one of those one-on-one training sessions with Kate Maloney and we all know what happened in 2020. The Vixens won the premiership. So I'm I'm saying she did one with Kelsey Brown this year. So I'm saying that the Magpies are possibly going to go all the way this year. Um, but if there's any side that can do it, it's that one. Um, from what Kelsey said today, um, Richo is not taking the foot off the gas whatsoever. Um, and it seems like they've got a very good vibe around the club, as we've seen um, across all the girls' social media platforms. Um, and I think having that flexibility um, all across the court um, is going to provide selection, selection headaches and almost... It's that sort of in, in-house competition to get those starting seven spots. So I don't think that will hurt and I think that will benefit them in the long run. It's interesting. I'm, I'm not quite sold on the Magpies lineup, I have to say. I don't think they've worked out what they're going to do with that circle. Because um, obviously Shimona and Sophia are quite similar players and um, Gabby's obviously very different. So it will be interesting to see how they manage having those two shooters in the same circle, both wanting plenty of court time. It's really nice to see them um, sort of doing so well because in the past couple of years, they haven't been as good as I'm sure they wanted to be. So I would love to see them um, do quite well in this team girls, especially just as a confidence booster, you know, um, getting high up in that will probably help them going into the rest of the season. Their morale seems pretty good now, but, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see them have a bit more success. And of course, the last team that we'll uh, chat about is the Adelaide Thunderbirds, and they're like the Vixens, hoping to make their way up the ladder. And they've gone with a, a pretty similar approach. There's not too many changes in the team, and there's uh, more continuity than we've seen in the last sort of four or five years from the T Birds going into this season. Although Tanya Ops does love to throw the magnets around most matches, but I'm very intrigued about their front line. Um, I love to see so I love what I saw from the Tipper Dwan Lenise Potgita combination. I think Tipper's got that experience with the holding shoe. They're obviously playing alongside Ramelda at the Firebirds. Um, and then you've got the flexibility to have Georgie Horges out in wing attack, and then. I'm not sure if they'll go with it, such a small circle having Tipper and Georgie in the same circle, but it's sure the rain super shots if that does happen. I would yeah. honestly love to see it. I want to see both of them on the court. I don't, even if it's not the best move, I just want to see it just one time, please. I have a feeling we'll see it this weekend at some point. I think we're going to see teams testing out combinations exactly like that against all sorts of opposition. Um, the other player that 
I'm really excited to see this weekend from the T-Birds is Shamira Sterling. She is something else to watch in full flight. I mean, she reads the ball almost like nobody else. And it seems like her arms just go forever on some of those intercepts. She reaches up and, and catches things that she has no right to. Um, and I think it's a pretty unique ability to single-handedly disrupt super netball offenses the way that she does. Yeah. And it's like, it's like she's got like a magnet in her hand, the, the way she just catches catches the balls. And um, yeah, so yeah, and I'm excited to see if um, she gets paired, they continue the strong combination of um, her and Matilda Garrett, or they go um, with Latanya Lata- Wilson and um, Shamira. Or they do a bit of both, because um, as I said before, Tanya Obst isn't, afraid to throw those magnets around quite often she doesn't mind checking the bids around and i think that's going to be super important this weekend i think we're going to see all the teams cycling through different lineups testing what works what doesn't getting their training partners a run because it's a great chance to get exposure against other super netball teams and for the fever and the firebirds they haven't had that yet this preseason. Uh, but also with the way that covid is at the moment, um, I'd be pretty confident that everyone in your extended squad is going to have to play at some point this season at the top level. So everyone's going to want to be as familiar as they can be because it's going to happen and that experience is going to be invaluable. It's a good year to be a training partner. Unless they'll pay a little bit more. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, I think the training partners are going to be important this year so i think we're going to see a fair bit of them this weekend um and i think we'll see teams testing out combinations the exception to my mind will be the swiss who don't really have any combinations to test this weekend given they've only got nine or ten players uh, no training partners no starting goal shooter um so i think they might be a little bit down on creativity this weekend I mean, when you've got Maddie Proud in that side, she can come up with absolutely anything. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one for the not a fun one, but an interesting one for the Swifts. And um, maybe they do just throw the bibs around to in the last couple games just to um, sort of have some fun. Is the people what they want? A Sarah Clow Maddie Proud goal circle. Give it to us. <laughs> what we want. What we want. <laughs> But it is going to be a fascinating weekend for everyone at Team Girls, all the teams that are there and, and all the fans. Um, so, Ariana, what are you most looking forward to about this weekend? Uh, I know I said earlier, I think the final the final will have the Firebirds in it, but I really want to see the Lightning just killing it out there. And I also want to see Adwan and Hodges um, pairing on the court. If I get nothing else, please gonna be that. And Ellie, what about you? Well, I said I'm just excited to go back to live netball. Obviously, um, as we said before, here in Melbourne, it's been quite a while. I think the last live netball game I saw was the um Vixens Lightning one, where the Vixens had that like six goal comeback, I think it was, and um Kaylee Stanton was just 
raining those shots from everywhere. So, um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to just go- simply going to the netball and checking out the new um, State Netball Centre because it's been a while since I've been down there. Um, and I hear that they've done quite a good job at redeveloping it. So it's going to be interesting to check it out. I just hope it's not as cold as Ken Rosewall Arena is because I'm not packing a jacket on my flight down to Melbourne. Well, you should you should come to down to my local netball stadium where um when it rains it's safer to be on the outside courts than it is the inside ones. Yeah, I think I'll take a hard <laughs> pass on that. Um, and our, our final thing is is a prediction. So, Ariana, who's going to be in the final and who's going to win it? Oh, Fever Firebirds, Fever for the win. And who's going to be the best on court in the final? I mean, like Janiel Fowler seems like an easy sort of pick. (laughs) (laughs) um, But maybe even Courtney Bruce. I feel like those two are pretty, there's going to be time for them to shine and they will. And Ellie? Um, Not the Swifts. Um, it's, It's actually a hard one. I'm going with, I reckon the Lightning might do it, might get there. And I'm going to go Lightning Giants. And I'm going to say Kate Walsh gets the, um, gets the best on ground. Uh, you're uh, throwing some curly ones out there. A goal defence to win best on in a grand final would be, I know we say unusual, <laughs> like Matty Turner didn't do it six months ago, but <laughs> I think it would be unusual. I mean, you've got to take the punt sometimes. That's true. Uh, I think my tip for this weekend is lightning and fever. I think we're going to have a lightning win. And I'm going to say Kara Conan for best on in the final. I think she's going to have a, a ripping season and this is just the start of it. Um, so we might wrap it up there. This has been over a third for Edge of the Crowd. Uh, I'm Dan. I've been joined by Ellie and Ariana and you can catch us all over social media at over a third pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read all our netball content, um, including plenty this weekend and next week and all through the super netball season at edge of the crowd.com or edge of the crowd on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or wherever you get your social media fix. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll catch you this time next week to wrap up the team girls cup. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.